everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited to be talking with another one of our Hallmark writers today. We love talking with the writers. And today we have Joa Boken on the podcast for the third time, but it's been a while. And Joa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say that it has been a while because the last time I listened to my own voice on this podcast, it fully traumatized me oh, from no. ever wanting to hear it again. <laughs> so I don't know how you do this all the time. Well, it's it's just funny because we chat fairly frequently on the Instagram and, and, yeah. and other things. So it feels like we have had you on more recently than that but when I was looking over I'm like oh yeah the last time she was on was in 2019 for uh when we talked about the uh uh talked about Clueless for it was my birthday podcast that year and uh yeah we haven't uh, had you on since it was just crazy well then that must mean it's almost two years and one day because today <laughs> is one day after Rachel's birthday That's happy right. birthday thank you by the time you hear this it'll be july but her birthday is in the winter <laughs> yes so we are recording this on the 24th of january which is the day after my 40th birthday so this is very exciting uh the over the hill officially no way you're like through the meadow back over the mountain somewhere in the river like yeah. the hill's far gone you know yeah I mean, it's, it feels funny to say, well, how have you been the last two years? <laughs> oh, Lord, I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, everything's great. We've so. got lots to catch up on. But how was 2020 for you? I know it was hard for everybody. Yeah. But uh, as far as a, as a writer, do you feel mm -hmm. like it was easier to write with everybody being in quarantine and kind of, I don't know, that varmer, or do you feel like it was harder? Um. I would say that like, I definitely lost motivation for a solid six months. Um, uh -huh. I also was homeschooling my son who for yeah. some reason goes to an all Mandarin school. Um, so he's taught all day long in Mandarin. So basically he's just like a dog watching TV and I periodically have to be like, what are you doing? Do something. <laughs> um, so that wasn't helpful for writing, but also it just felt like it was just one thing after another. There was also like, I had some personal struggles and we had some family yeah. issues. Um, and so that was hard. And every day I kept being like, hey, Joa, you do have a job. You should probably get something done today. Um, and then I definitely had to play catch up like come July or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, did you think for a while that we weren't going to have any Christmas movies at all? Yes. Or were I you pretty confident they'd work it out? I mean... Um, Cranberry Christmas went into production earlier than some, I think. Um, yeah. And so I knew that they were starting to get, in, to get the ball rolling, but I wasn't sure um, how many were going to get made. And I was just absolutely impressed and astonished. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, it was really amazing. Um, but yeah, for a while, it was just kind of like, who knows if we're ever going to make another movie again. And that doesn't help you want to write either. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have a bunch of projects that were going to, or any projects that were going to be made for spring and summer that got uh, yeah. tabled? I mean, actually like one of the, a funny story is that I jumped onto a last minute rewrite and mm -hmm. it was really part of the project was being shot in Europe. The whole thing was being shot in Europe. Um, and I jumped on that like mid February and they were like, we want to get this done as quickly as possible for June weddings, or maybe it was July or something. Um, and I was writing like watching COVID 
and Hallmark being like, well, you know, we're monitoring the situation. It might be fine. And then finally, I think like March 3rd came and they were like, all right, you can stop writing now. So that's crazy. I think like maybe even parts of pre-production were already gearing up. Um, so there was that. And then like there was a, there were the Christmas movies. We weren't sure what's going to happen. Um, really what happened was like a lot of the spring and summer movies just got pushed off. So I'm actually feeling more of it this year when like I'm inquiring about Hallmark Slate and seeing that movies got moved from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that some of those projects will get made in the future or do you think they got kind of tabled? Yeah, definitely. I think the, mm-hmm. a lot of them just got moved to 2021. So if you were going to be a wedding movie for 2020, you're probably going to be a wedding movie for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually like there's other people hoping to be those movies. So maybe what happens now is there are more scripts and more to choose from. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the last time that we had you on, you had just barely started uh as uh, a hallmark writer now you've done so many projects uh what is your favorite part about writing uh for uh hallmark these rom-coms oh my gosh i'm i mean like every day i wake up and i'm just really endlessly in gratitude to be doing this job and like the fact that i got to just make people fall in love and have like witty meet cutes while the world was just melting down every single day i wake up i'm just like wow how wonderful i get to live in this happy wonderful world um, but there's so many things like a big thing that's come up is or like developed over time is the community like working mm-hmm. at Hallmark and my relationships with the executives who have become friends and I really admire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a, that's been like a really wonderful thing. Um, and then I think knowing the movies are getting made is a huge one and like something that's come up lately is the fact that like I'm watching other people's movies and being like, Oh, they're getting better and better. And we're pushing the envelope and they're changing. And so every time I come to a movie, I'm not like, okay, let's sit down and do what we did last time. You're like, what can we do this time? It's constantly changing. Which is really exciting. And I feel like I can already see that in even these uh, like winter, well, new year, new movies and the Mm -hmm. Valentine's movies and other stuff, even some of the Christmas movies, you could see some of that kind of changing perspectives, which I like to see. Yeah. I really love that. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to do better. Like I just came back to a rewrite right now and I got a set of notes and I looked at it. um, And it's been a year since I have touched the script and I was just kind of like, wait, well, like, could you do better? And then I was like, well, better is going to be a lot more work, but I was kind of like, Hmm, what kind of person are you, Joao? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and for people that haven't uh, listened to our original interview, so you got a really strong start, in my opinion, at least, uh, with Hallmark, with Miss Christmas and Falling for You, both movies I loved. And uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, must have been kind of an interesting way to jump into the scene with those two movies. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes people will be like, oh, you wrote Miss Christmas? That's my favorite. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'm not getting better. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's been like 17 movies now and everyone's like, Miss Christmas is my favorite. I'm kind of like, oh shoot. All right. Well, um, hey, I mean, <laughs> you know, what can you do? Yeah. Um, but I, I loved that. I loved that one. I thought it was so sweet and it really yeah. was perfectly cast perfectly and- yeah um and Brooke as I yeah I love Brooke Dorsey um and also just had like a fun concept that stood out to me mm-hmm. yeah Have they ever thought of doing a Miss Christmas too 
we've thought about doing a Mrs. Christmas. Yeah. A Mrs. Christmas. Yeah. That's Mrs. what we Christmas. Do. Um, I'm still down. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. I mean, I really liked I, this Christmas yeah. kind of flowed for me. Yeah. Although I wrote like 17 drafts of it, but still yeah. I'm like it flowed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so love in store was the first one from last year that we mm -hmm. got. And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our best non Christmas, uh, Hallmark episode that we did, but we had love in store, all three of us that were on that episode, oh. Dory, me and Caroline all had it at number one. Did you all just release favorites. that like a couple weeks ago? Yes, we okay. just did not too long ago. And uh, but yeah, Thank we all so voted it as our number one. Thank and you. That means we, a lot to me. We really enjoyed it. And I think not only was the casting great with Alexandra Breckenridge and Alexandra and uh, Robert Buckley, great casting. But uh, I think because a lot of times to me, these ones that are sort of set in a work environment they don't work very well for me because they just like party planning and it, it there's not like moments for intimacy mm -hmm. that you need i think for a rom-com to work and uh in this one you did a good job of putting them in situations where they kind of let their guard down and uh, so it wasn't just board meetings and and party planning uh yeah. they were in the escape room they were out uh the out walking along the the little creek yeah, the that was there bicycle the double bicycle mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and i so i thought that that was really smart thank you i really loved love in store and it was a passion project it was a pitch i sold to hallmark and then um two execs who i love working with were on it and we were all really excited about it and then when i read some of the fan reviews i was kind of like oh okay well don't listen to them listen yeah to <laughs> somebody i think wrote like i was really drunk when i watched this and it still sucked and i was like well i mean because the thing is, is that i was not a fan of any of the other valentine's movies and i hate it when because we do you know we do the groups and when we review, we don't do individual episodes for the most part. And, yeah. and I hate it when I don't like any of the movies. Cause then I just feel like a sourpuss. And so I, so there was the last one of that block that they had done. And I was had struck out on all the other ones. So I'm like, please like love and store, please. Um, and I did. And so I was so happy. And <laughs> I'm really glad you, like it. you know, I, I believe in that we need to be honest, but I also don't want it to be overly negative at the same time. There has to be kind of a balance. And luckily, uh, the other girls who were on that episode liked some of the other ones more than I did. So it worked out fine. But yeah. but anyway, I was really <laughs> glad. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. I, um, it was interesting because I do like I do read what people write and I look on Instagram mm -hmm. and I'm interested. And a lot of it is like kind of absorbing the information to see. And a lot of what a lot of the comments that of people that didn't like it were like it was boring or slow which when people say boring i'm always like well that might be a taste issue but a lot of mm -hmm. people said slow and huh. i thought about that when i came to write movies later being like okay what do people need up top like to me it didn't feel slow but like i have when i go to write things now i look at pacing a little bit more to be like okay let's make sure we're engaging the audience at the top because to me there was enough going on uh to not be slow but uh, there are some that do feel slow to me that 
uh, that there's too much time spent in boardrooms or just like, again, party planning is really dull to me. Uh, I mean, there's a few that are good, but for the most part, that just, yeah, it just doesn't work very well for me. Uh, I I really, I can't do any of the party planning movies anymore just because I don't know how to plan anything. So like all my movies now are just someone at the last minute being like, throw everything at the wall, do it fixed, you know? So I'm like, I'm sorry, Hallmark fans. I like, I'm perpetuating the same character over and over who's like, all right. Um, so do you watch a lot of QVC? Is that how you got the idea? How did you, how did you come up with this? I used to be a QVC fan. Like when I didn't have access to watch anything because I had no money, like QVC uh-huh. was the one thing that was free online. Yeah. And so sometimes at night I would just be like, ah, oh, let her set one day, you know? Yeah. But then when this movie sold, I actually bought a book, like how to get rich on QVC. And I read the book, um, thinking maybe one day we'll get rich on QVC. And then- there you go. <laughs> pretending it was research I did watch a lot more QVC so huh? this movie was partially just an excuse for me to watch a lot of QVC <laughs> you yeah. have to be careful though because they they will sell you on that stuff you'd be like I gotta get it I gotta order it right now I bought one thing ever yeah, yeah. one time I bought one thing and it came in the mail I was just like I've made it I bought something from QVC <laughs> <laughs> I've only purchased one thing from QVC and I actually really liked it it's a um uh a thing for my makeup Mm-hmm. The, uh, like a carousel thing that moves around oh, whatever yeah. to store all the makeup and your brushes and everything and i liked it so much i bought a second one that's qvc's dream so, that's actually in the book like their whole thing is like make the better mousetrap and i'm like uh-huh. oh, you know yeah i think of that with hallmark movies you know when you're like okay christmas movie make the better mousetrap you know yeah there's a funny uh seinfeld bit that he does about that that is like <laughs> that you that you just never uh purchase anything that you see late night on television you know he's uh-huh. like go to bed stop <laughs> watching he's like no i've got to <laughs> the uh get a set of knives that will cut through my shoes oh yeah cut through your shoes yeah there's that line in the movie i think i don't think my shoot my knives can do that i don't think yeah robert buckley is like a knife that can cut through a penny and she's like do you need many pennies that you cut maybe it was like a laden seinfeld reference buried deep in my psyche i don't know my knives can do that it's like no i'm gonna keep searching for entertainment go to bed yeah but but yeah, no, they, they will sell you. It'll be, it just looks so good and such a good deal. And there's so, so small payments. <laughs> oh my, it's really dangerous. Yeah. I, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, I, it's had such a great cast with Alexandra and Robert. It was so good. Yeah. I love Robert Buckley and he just, there were so many laugh out loud moments. Yeah. Like that, there was one part where he's like football when she wants to watch TV. And I just kept reminding him over and over, like rewinding. He's like football. Yeah. football? <laughs> well, do you hate vacuuming? Is that why you picked it as your, tr- you know, the chore that you least want to do? Interesting thing is I did not own a vacuum until recently when my dad like bought me one on offer up. Uh that I'm always complaining about um but like I'm now writing another movie where it's like an older character having a midlife crisis and she like I keep finding when I'm writing that she continues to stress vacuum and at one point she's like the louder the vacuum the greater the escape and I and then I was like wait is it my mom who like tortured me with vacuuming I don't know yeah vacuuming issues I do have vacuuming issues (laughs) yeah 
I do feel that way about a vacuum though. Like it's heavy, you move it around, it never really picks up all the stuff when you're done. Yeah. You're just like, I should have just swept, you know? For me, it's laundry. I would rather oh. do any chore than do mm-hmm. the laundry. I and folding. I hate folding. <laughs> I know. I just want to just, I, I I'll leave it because I live by myself. So a lot yeah. of times I can just like leave it in a pile and I'll just oh, totally. fiddle through it. Yeah. <laughs> Find what yeah. I need to wear that day. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then if somebody's coming over, then I gotta fold it. Yeah. My like my Look son and I actually have like the worst habit, which is we don't have a hamper, so we just throw the dirty clothes in a pile on the floor that we yeah. designated this portion of the floor as the hamper. And right. sometimes I'll be like, put your clothes in the hamper that he like knows to pick them up from one part of the floor, move them to another part of the floor. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh yeah. yeah, you're like, it's not that's not the idea. Yeah. But I that's the great thing like about living food. alone is you can just you can do whatever you can do whatever you want. you want yeah but the terrible thing about living with your child is that you're like teaching them that whatever you do things is the way to do them so right like, this is how people live you're like no no yeah you're like normal people don't stress vacuum just your yeah. mom normal people don't stress vacuum yeah exactly that's funny yeah because that was I mean it was it was admittedly kind of ridiculous but it was it but it wasn't it was it was ridiculous in a charming way it made me laugh and <laughs> yeah. now this romantic dialogue around vacuums who knew yeah it was silly when I watched the end I was kind of like okay you know it was fun yeah I enjoyed it very much I feel like love and story might like find its audience later on in life you know Mm -hmm. so yeah well and so are you big into escape rooms because you had that in there as well I've never been to an escape room because like literally my whole life is an escape room. Like I'm constantly just trying to get out of every room. We're all just trying to get out. Yeah, like, seriously. But like also puzzle solving is where I begin to worry, like genuinely worry about my intellect. And like one time my son and I were putting a piece of furniture together and I was using the little wrench, the Allen yeah. wrench that comes with it. And I was using the short end. And like uh-huh. my five-year-old son was like, you know, you can use the long end. Yeah. And so that's about like, <laughs> that would be a fun, I, I, I've long said that I, w- I will never get engaged with somebody I haven't put together a piece of Ikea furniture with. Definitely. Uh, because you can tell a lot about a human, but yeah. that would be a funny bit for a rom-com is have them try to put together, put a, together one of those crazy and all they have is pictures and swings, oh, yeah. you know, the and stuff in Swedish. Because don't come with words anymore. You're just like, oh, well, words not useful for <laughs> yeah. us as a people yeah <laughs> i think like you know there's that joke like that meme on the internet that's like don't marry anyone who you haven't like used very slow internet with <laughs> that's a good one yeah, yeah. Or, or gone on a, a a road trip with a small child oh yeah sometimes <laughs> my son is like oh my god the internet's so slow like hbo max isn't working or whatever and i'm yeah. like when i was your age i had to watch whatever was on the television <laughs> Yeah, whenever your age, there was the. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had to watch six episodes of Full House every single day. <laughs> Didn't have to, but wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, the the one thing that's a bummer now is there's so rarely are we all kind of all watching the same thing at the same time like you used to have. Maybe there might be something like Game of Thrones or yeah, you know, something like that that's very epic. But I feel like that whole sort of the whole water cooler kind of conversation where everyone is talking. I, the last thing I think of was, would be maybe um, like Tiger King. 
yeah. everyone was talking about that or yeah. Bridgerton lately kind of yeah yeah, yeah. I guess TV. WandaVision people are kind of talking about that right oh, yeah, now started. I'm in a TV group text thing uh-huh. and so we text each other being like what are you watching what did you think and we started <laughs> it because we were really into that show Succession on HBO oh yeah so we would get together and watch it in person and eat nachos uh-huh and now we're just constantly like, who's watching what, where, when? Yeah, I, 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 haven't, I haven't watched that show because I heard this real cynical. And I'm very just like, cynical. I can't have the energy in my life right now. Oh yeah, it's really just very dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I did watch more television last year than I ever have in my life. I mean, obviously yeah. I watch a lot of television movies, but as far as series, usually I'm, I, I just don't have time to watch yeah. uh, a lot of series, but yeah. last year of course i had time yeah <laughs> and i did watch bridgerton and yeah. i watched um uh mcmillions was one of my favorites mm-hmm. which was a docuseries mm-hmm. i watched HBO. that one oh too, you did but yeah then oh. yeah and you're just like oh my gosh remember the good old days when you could just have one family like ripping off mcdonald's and they didn't put them together yeah. for like six months <laughs> well and the great thing about that show is that because a lot of those ponzi scheme shows you feel really sad because uh the you know all these people's lives are ruined right Mm -hmm. whereas this one you didn't feel bad because like mcdonald's is giving away the money anyway so nobody's hurt by this i mean i felt sad for myself like remembering all the times i was as a child (laughs) and my dad being like this is the time we're gonna win a million (laughs) (laughs) always getting the french fries (laughs) (laughs) but if you if you wrote a script with mcmillions people wouldn't believe it it's too far-fetched like doug matthews agent doug matthews people wouldn't believe it yeah it was an amazing part of it like how he's talking about like when he's talking about the lie how he like yeah at the magazine and i was just like whoa and then he dresses up as in the in the gold mcdonald's suit and the big meat oh so fun i loved that show so much but anyway but yeah it We just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show. So we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week, um, BetterHelp. Uh, In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity, problems in your relationship, um, aren't not dealing well with things going on in your life. And that's what therapy can be. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies Podcasts. And listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's better, H-E-L-P, 
com slash Hallmark Keys. We said we had love in store. We had the Valentine's movies and then we started in on the spring movies and mm-hmm. that's right around when everything fell apart and okay. yeah, it was craziness. And yep. so then you had the Christmas movies last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And so you were working on those pretty much throughout the, the whole summer kind well, of until Christmas they were in Vienna um... was shot actually oh, yeah. December 20, June, oh 2019, God, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, were you the main writer on that or was it a rewrite? No, that was me. And I actually got a set visit. I think I oh, talked okay. to you right after I went because, or maybe, I don't know, but yeah, I got a set visit on that one. So I actually got to be in Vienna for oh, okay. five days. Um, and that was a highlight of my year and definitely was the best way to start 2020. Yeah, definitely. I was like, this could be such an amazing <laughs> year of adventure, you know? So Christmas in Vienna. Yeah. So how did you, did they ask you to write this? Yes. Um, an executive came to me and she said, we want to shoot in Vienna and we're thinking like a sound of music feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was basically just kind of like, go do your thing. Yeah. It, to me, it was the movie of lots of different hot liquids. It was like yeah, of- almost every scene it was, there was like cocoa in the boots and then there was yeah. wassail and there was, it was, it, we're going from scene to scene of various there were a liquids. lot of drinks yeah to be, not that I did not write all that in because I did write that in but also to be fair it was like probably minus I don't even know like it was so cold I was on set for an hour and then I would be crying and being like I need to go mm-hmm. to the hospital um so I think they liked holding hot things as well in their hands <laughs> that makes sense and like Sarah Drew was just I mean she was wearing like warmers all under her clothes her entire mm-hmm. body was covered in like electric warmers um and every time they stopped shooting someone was coming with a huge coat and covering her up it oh was really gosh. painfully cold and sometimes you can see it in the movie yeah well now i always do appreciate that though because usually these are shot in in july in, a, in vancouver yeah. you could tell uh yeah. but uh, i loved the whole sequence in that uh, ice skating Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's not a rink, yeah. but it's the pathways and stuff. It was very unique. Yeah. Vienna that was, was cool. incredible. I ate just so much sugar. It <laughs> yeah. was the highlight of my life. <laughs> and I just brought back like an entire suitcase just full of candy that I said was going to be for my loved ones. And I ate all of that too. And that was also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I hope nobody's listening to this because no, you didn't yeah. get candy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that must have been not only to be in Vienna and to get to eat all that yummy candy and drink all that hot hot beverages, uh, that would be amazing. But also just work with Brendan and Sarah, that yeah. must have been awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. So nice. um, yeah, I mean, everyone, like all the, because we were constantly shooting against the public. And so people were constantly coming uh-huh. up and being like, oh, I, can I take a selfie with you? Yeah. Taking <laughs> selfies with Sarah and she was always Grace gracious. Anatomy. Yeah. In April people are really really big fans of hers and she's so wonderful yeah and did you have uh, so only so much time in the um uh in the uh, concert hall um that was actually shot elsewhere so i wasn't there for that okay um yeah i do know some fans were like we wanted a real concert (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we waited this whole movie for the concert and we only got like one minute and you're like oh uh-huh. have you never seen a hallmark movie before like you don't know how this works <laughs> you know you only get one minute of the concert you know well 
my only flaw with the film is i felt like his character was a little bit too bratty sometimes like refusing to dance with her and i don't know it was just like she's doing you this huge favor watching your children (laughs) uh you could be a little more little nicer men right (laughs) (laughs) that's what we were gonna call the movie but we needed christmas in the time yeah men in vienna men in christmas um i know a lot of like the critique of the film was people didn't think they had chemistry yeah oh it's just because he was a little too bratty yeah and it's hard because you when you when you're trying to do enemies to lovers you have to make that switch just at the right time yeah to make it work and and it it can be very tricky because you have such likable performers it seems like it should be an obvious mix but i don't know but it's still overall enjoyed it i tried to like push and pull more Mm -hmm. um, between them and i'm not sure that i was successful also that whole cookie cookie making scene what why were they in the dining room why aren't they in the kitchen i mean you know why rachel like Us. like there's a budget you know if you want to like, set up a holy table in your <laughs> living room like i kind of like this would be such an awkward place to be making cookies but i mean my son and i make cookies on the couch all the time you know? <laughs> the just because that's the only room we can shoot in you know yeah i mean you work with what you got i you get work that. with what you got yeah, yeah. but uh, but overall i i enjoyed it and i especially enjoyed the uh the scenes like in in and around the the travel kind of scenes in vienna yeah uh, that you know drinking the various hot beverages (laughs) festivals and (laughs) you're obsessed with these hot beverages that's right (laughs) i think i mean vienna like began planted the kernel in my mind but i just did another travelogue hallmark Uh i wrote another one and i realized like i hope hallmark will think of me as their travelogue writer because my favorites for sure well take me along with you next time for sure i'll get I us can, both a set be, visit yes i can be executive producer be i best. don't i can't give away too much but i'm actually just wrote a <laughs> candace cameron beret goes to another Ooh. country movie yes yeah. oh all yeah. right I, i'm ready to go yes me too <laughs> covid end we need yeah. to watch our candace i've got lots out. of masks i'll be good <laughs> let's do it it's just a solid 30 <laughs> yeah so you also had cranberry christmas which was definitely a fan favorite of the season thank you um and this one uh was uh, different because it's about a married couple yeah. and so did you did you have this idea and then take it to hallmark how did that happen this is a like a really interesting in terms of development. This one was really interesting because um, I worked with producers and one of them pitched this concept. Um, but the concept was originally um, this really it was like kind of a take on that really famous old Christmas film about the woman who's like a writer pretending to be this domestic goddess. Christmas in Connecticut. Christmas one of my favorites. Connecticut. Yes. So that's what the pitch was. Uh-huh. And then as we began fleshing it out, there were issues with lying which is like the whole, mm-hmm. you know, edifice of Christmas in Connecticut. Um, and like her pretending to have a husband and then having children. Um, there were a lot of factors that got difficult. So uh, then we shifted it slightly um, and it oh. became something else. It became like a couple that was divorced, but pretending to be married. And I think we did several 
passes on something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we shifted again and it became a couple that is considering or like a couple that's on the rocks. Um, yeah. Reuniting. So this one like took a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. We'll keep suggesting Christmas in Connecticut. Don't I, give up on that. I think we're ready. I actually, yes. this year I pitched a movie I'm really excited about, which is like, it seems like it's been done, but you realize it kind of hasn't. It's just Groundhog's Day for uh -huh. Christmas at uh -huh. Hallmark. Yeah. I call it never ending Christmas. So I'm like, come on Hallmark, you know, yeah. give us that Palm Springs Hallmark movie. That could be amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so this was, this was really like, um, a wonderful process in having a lot of voices who had a clear creative vision working together and just like bouncing ideas off each other. There were a lot of parts of the process where it was kind of like, oh, we're going to do this again, but it kept getting better and better. And that was really due to the exec on it who like kind of just kept pushing. Like there was a draft that we turned in and we were like, this is great. I turned it in right before I went to Vienna. Um, and then she read and was like, ah, oh, I yeah. disagree, you know, let's try this again. And I'm glad we did because I think like 17 drafts later, we got to the movie the way it is. Yeah. Were you thinking of the gains uh, when you were thinking of Cranberry Christmas of the, um, uh, what's it, Fixer Upper? Were you, was that kind oh, of who you're thinking exactly, of? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and also the person, the couple that the exec was referencing was the couple who did some like meal, some sort of like fitness regime. Like whole, it's not whole 30 but maybe it is something oh, like that. yeah oh, it, i think it is whole 30 actually okay yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and we we had kind of joked when we were chatting i think it was on twitter or whatever and i was like the the tv part of the movie didn't make mm -hmm too much sense it was not the best but you were like you were like just don't focus on that part <laughs> no totally that's like baking cookies in the living room you're like okay um yeah i know i heard you guys with that and also deck the hallmark was kind of like wait so they shoot it and then five minutes later it's on yeah. air like we want like, this who's editing this yeah Oops. You know? um, but it didn't matter who cares it, it was really sweet to see the two of them uh, kind of figure out that they could make each other's dreams they're combine them together for their own yeah dream as a couple and that, sweet. that uh that because that's why i didn't like about uh this is gonna sound weird but i didn't like in la la land uh -huh. i didn't feel like the they each had their own dreams right but neither of them really worked very hard to try to make a combined dream yeah, that's not like celebrity just marriages at all. Yeah. They just gave up. And I didn't like that. Yeah. And I think that you have to at least try. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might in the end have to separate and go your separate ways. And that happens. But you should at least give it a go. You should yeah. at least try. Yeah. <laughs> to, to make it work. And so I appreciated that about this. And yeah. And them. Uh, you know, trying to communicate with each other. And uh, the ending was really good. The ending kiss was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they, I mean, the casting was incredible. I yeah. loved both leads and I liked everyone else too. Mm -hmm. um, so I think yeah. that really and brought it Nikki. to life. Yeah, Nikki's the best. And Ben yes. was hilarious. There were like, again, moments that I just kept rewinding being mm -hmm. like, oh. 
Yeah, and how lucky to have Linda Lisa as the director. Mm -hmm. She's so great. Yeah. I love her. And she seems like she would just be such a calming presence. I know you weren't on set, but it's still just a calming presence on the film itself. uh, When I was interviewing her, she seems so great. I listened to that interview, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I just appreciate that they were trying something different that... Mm -hmm. It was about a different relationship. And I think that they could do even more with that. I mean, we've only had a couple movies about a married couple. I mean, that was one of the nice things about the Garageville Mysteries series mm-hmm. was it was all about a married couple. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, those are no more. It's a nice change of pace. It's like, it's hard to keep finding like different entrances into romance and Mm -hmm. then you realize like it's not always it's not it's generally not this meet cute it's the lasting loves we have in our life that we work really hard at I mean Mm -hmm. not from personal experience but you know yeah especially when we have all these actresses that are in their you know late 30s and 40s yeah it makes more sense that they're going to have uh these would be second at least second relationships if not yeah uh if not working in the we're you know working through a separation or something yeah. like that it it so i hope they continue on that i really i really liked their chemistry that one they had great chemistry in Crap yeah. christmas i think they really did mm-hmm. and they managed to get a decent festival the yeah, cranberry I mean, festival I considering... that would be the second thing after like the production issues with the tv show mm-hmm. there it was hard like that was one of the first christmas movies to shoot and so people yeah. were being more careful and so when you look at some of the scenes you can tell like it's not these massive crowds of extras that we're usually using but like that's just how it is you know yeah and they did a good job they did a good job with it so yeah. you also had project christmas wish yeah and uh yeah. and carrie that was uh, carrie and jess had that in their top five for i think it was jess's if I'm getting it, might be getting confused. It was one of their favorite Christmas movie oh. of 2020. And so. Rachel, it was your number one, you're saying? I- I'm waiting for it. <laughs> so several other people really enjoyed the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So yes. <laughs> they really they really loved it. I it was okay for me. I I yeah. just I had a hard time with her character. I thought mm-hmm. that she was too pushy. Okay. And I just, especially with the whole proposal thing, I'm just like, just let them do their thing. Leave them alone. <laughs> Why are yeah. you bothering them? Like, yeah. And, and then she ended up taking the stage and yeah. there's there, she, she'd been butting it in so much. And then in the end, it was her getting the, the getting all of the yeah, attention at the end. The and I was just like, yeah. ah, I don't like this woman, but everybody else seemed to like it way more than I did. So okay. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> yes. Yes. I really, so. I liked it a lot. I was actually really, I was happy with how it turned out. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought she did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, the character I think was actually maybe more annoying on paper. <laughs> and so if you see like how she pulled back and brought nuance uh-huh. and like walked the fine line, yeah. I really commended her. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Hey, I'm just one person to do. I got shot like the day before. (laughs) Was it? It was in November. Um, yeah, I got shot in November. It was really, yeah. I mean, I didn't come on the project. I think until 
October. So you rewrite on that one? I was a rewrite on that one. Okay. I'm trying to think about when I came on it, but I think I had like maybe three weeks of writing before, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a fun idea yeah. of the the wishes and her yeah. being in secret kind of Santa. To, and, and the little girl was very cute. The little girl, I mean, she stole the show for me. She was yeah. so good. It's hard. Sometimes these child actors, you're like, oh, I'm not quite sure what's supposed to be going on in this scene, but she was really good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so we have Beverly Hills Wedding coming up, mm-hmm. and you had some work on the story on that. Yes, and... I was the first writer in, and then um, we wrote some drafts, a bunch of drafts, and then there were like creative changes. Um, and at some point, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm burnt out. Yeah. Um, and so then two other writers came on after me, and I think it came out really cute mm-hmm. i haven't actually seen a finished cut yeah so. so it should be fun i mean we love brooke Dorsey. yeah so hopefully it will be uh, a good one for her yes and uh it's certainly we don't get that many set in california so i know <laughs> california could Especially use a win let's be Hills. honest <laughs> Beverly Hills although I hope you're not like doing the like why are they making cookies in the living room the whole time you know they're like we're we're going for Beverly Hills let's let let us have it you know deal okay all right well we have some fun questions that we like to end our interview I can't remember do you remember if we did the fun question the the Christmas questions or the Christmas questions Christmas questions okay good so we'll do the regular questions this time all right I'm nervous all right what is the best ice cream flavor? Ooh, um, this is just going to point like the deep level of indecision that exists in me. Um, the <laughs> flavor that has the most stuff in it, but has a base of vanilla. Oh, so like cookie dough. Cookie dough with like brownies also in it and maybe mm. candy. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. More is more for me. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Oh, wow. Uh, Oh, no, this is all going to be decision making. I just told you I can't make any decisions. Um, Maybe yellow. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. Uh, What music are you into? Oh, Lord. Uh, I love music. Um, Uh I am into almost everything. But right now I'm listening to a lot of like binaural tones. So it's just kind of like someone with a drone being like, uh, and it goes for like four hours. Um, it's really messing up my YouTube feed, but yeah, that's what I'm doing a lot of right now. Um, but my son is really into listening to the sound of music and so on his guitar, he learned how to play the lonely goat herd. That's so cute. Really cute. Yeah. So he's always yodeling. He's somewhere like, (laughs) that's so cute. It's cute. Yeah. In the clock, in the hall, in the bells. Yeah. Yeah, Very good. Okay. Uh, when, when we can go outside again, what is oh, your Lord. go-to date night food? Uh, it's still nachos. Even if I can never go outside again, it will always be nachos. <laughs> do you think, there's an interesting question. Do you think it's possible to do one of these cute rom-coms uh, with a quarantine theme? Or do you think it's just too... No, definitely. I mean, a joke that we kept passing around was doing like a Como Christmas with the Como mm-hmm. brothers. Like one of them stuck in the basement. <laughs> um i do definitely think it's possible 
but mm-hmm. I'm not sure anybody wants to watch it. Yeah, I think the closest you get. Did you watch the um, Father of the Bar- Father of the Bride Part Three ish? No, but it's... I can't believe I missed it. Oh, it's so good! I loved okay. it so much. You gotta listen. You gotta watch it. I think okay. that's as close as we're gonna get to the to the okay. rom com in uh, COVID. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So, what is your go to date night activity? Um, we can leave our house again my go-to date night activity um like is this like a date like i hope you like the writer me i'm like set the state like a date me (laughs) and another person are romantically involved you and your potential partner are potential partner are are going a trough full of nachos or going to the movies or going on a walk or um i like going on walks like I live outside of San Francisco and in San Francisco there's like all these beautiful vistas you can sit on and stare Mm -hmm. at the city twinkling and so that's my favorite that's going to like Corona Park Corona Heights Park or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah this concept of a date night is just so foreign to me I'm like tell me more (laughs) how does it work Uh, isn't that ironic somebody writes Ralph comes you're like date what's a date sad sad (laughs) word I go to but ironic also yeah I mean coincidental yeah Yeah. uh so what do you prefer dogs or cats dogs okay beaches or mountains mountains uh would you rather be in a fancy dress or sweats um fancy dress but I mean just because I never ever do it you know I'm in sweats right now if you were in a fancy dress, you'd probably be doing something really cool. So, I mean, you'd like to think, but probably I'd just be like still eating that trough full of nachos. So it's just like all to me, I'm just like dry cleaning bill. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> really taking the romance out of this rhetorical thing. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, all right. Well, what is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Were you able to have any kind of Thanksgiving this year? Yeah, pretty... um, my son and I went down to LA and we were with my family, with my mom oh, and dad okay. and brother and sister-in-law. Um, and we ate outside because of COVID. And I'm having amnesia. Today I was like, <laughs> is it? what? I couldn't remember what, what season it was. It was yeah. just myself and my parents for our Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And we only, because there's three of us, we only made one pie and we're all just like what is this thanksgiving now one pie this is oh yeah oh actually like my mom decided no one likes turkey so she was gonna make meat and then my son was like i'm a vegetarian and so my mom made ended up making like four giant ribeyes but also an entire turkey which didn't solve the problem my son (laughs) being a vegetarian at all (laughs) and i was just like "Uh." did she make like i thought you were gonna say she made like a a tofurkey or something oh never no 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 my mom's very much like you don't eat meat you eat chicken you know (laughs) what do you mean you don't eat meat i I make lamb we've made lamb (laughs) yeah that's very much my family big fat greek wedding yeah totally oh i have a grease movie i wrote for hallmark so that no way that was actually one of the movies that got kind of oh hold with covid oh man well fun. I, I i've actually been to greece once when i was 17 so oh, i'm ready know. to go back i'm <laughs> ready to go anywhere i'm ready to go outside i know <laughs> i know i <laughs> i went up to see my parents and aside from a few deliveries like going to pick up a few things curbside i've hardly been out of my house 
uh, it was like nice to just go up to my parents just to yeah it's so nice Since it's before been, Christmas I've hardly been out of my house yeah it's been one nice thing about living in Oakland and having my family my parents and brother in LA mm-hmm. that it's like I we actually can drive down there and so they're pretty easily yeah like COVID free and so that's been just like the one thing we've gotten to do during yeah yeah so I'm grateful well, for that's that. good yeah. yeah well last question mm-hmm. what is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie and you can pick one of your own if you want Oh my gosh, my favorite romantic movie. Does Clueless count? Yeah, Clueless counts. Oh, and then Clueless. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Sorry, Hallmark. <laughs> my favorite Hallmark movie? That would be tough. Did you see the new Emma? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to see it. I got to see it. You're sending so, me all these good recommendations. I know. No. It's so good, though. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I have and, to check it out. Yeah. I have, I really, they, it was really interesting because they did a lot of the shots as if coming from the perspective of the servants, mm-hmm. it was very creative. And I think the director, Autumn DeWild, she did, uh, is a very strong film for your first movie. It's cool. very impressive. I'm, I'm so. happy to have something to watch. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talk with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank I you for having time. me. It's always a pleasure with you. And uh, yeah, we had, it was great talking about all of these fun movies from last year, and we're excited to see what you come up with in this next year. Ooh, keep uh, pushing me. Keep sending in those bad yeah. reviews. Just makes me work harder, guys. You hear that? <laughs> I'm like, you who got drunk but still thought the movie sucks, I will win you over yet. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Rachel. Well, yeah, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter what you think of all the different things we talked about we'd love to hear your thoughts and i don't know do you have social media you want to share or do you have all um i'm not no i mean it's just my name j-o-i-e-b-o-t-k-i-n J-O-I-E-B-O-T-K-I-N, at basically all the things that exist yeah great we'll have all that in the description you can check it out and uh you can find me at rachel's reviews all the social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes hey. and yeah and then you can also uh find the podcast at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all over social media and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews uh hopefully positive <laughs> yeah although we know joie loves constructive to, criticism yeah, so bring it up <laughs> that's right that's right and uh, and then if you're listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we also have our patron group and our merch store. So check all that out. And thanks so much again. This was so fun to catch up. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.